to win at the algorithm from what we know and you know this is still a pretty opaque black box but we do know that it prioritizes watch time and so if you think about anything like are you going to watch paint dry or are you going to watch like some cool person blow shit up like mm. you automatically tend towards the extreme with these things and so the more extreme paint like, drying yeah the paint drying channel yeah well i mean there's, there's something for everyone on uh, youtube this week the paint is uh dulux color mat uh it's a sort of off fuchsia we're going to be watching it dry and i'm going to be talking about these screws while we do that uh, whispering about screws into the microphones ASMR. the asmr paint drying podcast <laughs> In Australia, for some reason. No, no, this is uh, this is this is nasal British anorak voice, uh, which is just British anorak voice, really. That um, yes, hello. That oh. went half partridge as well. Uh, it is uh, ah the the paint drying channel, Lynn. It's very interesting. And as you, as you keep doing it, it just like slowly yeah. becomes a joke. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I got these screws. <laughs> <laughs> This podcast is stupid as fuck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we, it's YouTube. we I say as I like drag it slowly deeper into stupidity. So, so I guess I'm wondering then with, uh, with regard to prioritizing watch time, um, it seems to me, though, that regardless of what it is that you're interested in, the algorithm always seems to want to point you towards the most popular and they're typically the most insanely reactionary stuff. I'm a, I'm a YouTube user for two reasons, in the sense that, number one, I have of one of the shows that I produce, we make a static image, and we put the podcast audio, and we put it on YouTube, because obviously, like, you'd like to hopefully have some of the 1.9 billion YouTube yeah. users listening to your show. Um, but additionally, I use YouTube for, like, figuring out how to do DIY stuff. So I might be looking at, like... Screw channel, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might be literally looking at, like, how to fix the door on, like, a Bosch washing machine or something like that. And then my suggested things would be like, Ben Shapiro destroys SJWs with logic and logic washing machine. Yeah. Ben Shapiro puts nails in a washing machine and then says it's illogical. Like it, 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 it's one of those things where it, it feels as though no matter what you do, you're always being pushed towards, uh, you're, you're having these, these things dangled in front of you and they always seem to be reactionary. And there's a part of me that, that, I mean, outside of like the conspiracy theory idea of YouTube being in on it in that regard, it does seem that the, the if it's suggesting that stuff to you it's because it's popular and if it's popular it's because the people are engaging with right-wing things on youtube more so than other content and it just seems like no matter where you turn you're being you're having this stuff kind of foisted on you yeah we're all being red pilled i mean so hussein did a story on on red pilling for for mal and yeah. i my best friend well one of my best friends i wouldn't call him my best friend he that would give him too much credit um he freely admits to being red pilled he's like a sargon of a card fan he watches wow. him all the time and he, yeah. he kind of he, like i asked him he he i went for dinner with him a couple of days ago and said like what the fuck dude basically and he was like well you know i, I feel like i can unpick the racist bit from yeah. the kind of the important social discussion bit and yeah. i yeah you know, i don't see the difference between that but he yeah. does in a weird way mm. I, I kind of get that in the sense that when i talk to because a lot of my stories about YouTube come from like my young cousins, yeah, who are all like teenagers. And what's interesting about some of what's interesting about some of them is that they live in because I think like geography is like a really big part of this too, right? So like some of my cousins they live in 
kind of rural areas of the country where it's not particularly well connected Nothing there's really much going on as 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 you I, I, this, this is the great thing about having like non-london people on the mm. show it's like what you guys like don't have so many trains um but for them like youtube is like this thing that you do it's like this pastime because there isn't really much else going on so you know they've been going on you know they end up in these rabbit holes where you know the last time i saw one of my teenage cousins he was like you know, he just randomly said, I don't think the gender pay gap is real. I'm like, <laughs> it's a very strange thing for like a 16-year-old boy to be saying. It's just like, yeah, mm. I saw it on these YouTube videos. You should watch them. Um, and, you know, it's, I, I don't think he's like malicious. I don't have, think he has any malicious intent, but like this stuff is kind of being sent to him, but it's being sent to him in a way that feels like it's authoritative. And this is the really scary thing, is that YouTube as a platform makes a big deal of it as an educational platform so they 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 sort of crow about the fact they're like oh like one billion hours a day or something like that of educational yeah. content is watched on youtube and it's like that's great if it is actually educational and it is Learned factual so much about like skull measurements <laughs> oh, yeah. in inches and centimeters learn so much about the jewish conspiracy today it's going to be great for my history exam <laughs> i learned so much about the rothschilds <laughs> i feel i feel like though and i don't mean to interrupt but i just i wanted to address this it seems like the dimension though of that needs to be considered also is monetization. Mm. And I mean, Hussein hasn't asked that question yet, but I feel like that's something I want to touch on is that it's one thing if people, I mean, I, 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 I have similar like groups of friends, people who I've known from work who, uh, who live in more isolated parts of the country. And yeah, they, I've seen people go from relatively apolitical to like full on flat earther, you know, SJW mm. fucking Pepe the frog shit in the span of about two years. Um, but the monetization thing is what freaks me out about it is because you can legitimately make a lot of money on YouTube or at least a relatively large amount of money mm. by making content that gets millions of views. And if, if racism gets people to pay attention, you're profiting off that. So they so go ahead. Go, go ahead. I was going to ask. I know that they, they've changed it. Yeah. But it seems like they only changed it in the face of like the sheer horror of what was happening. And this mm. is the thing. This is the thing. So YouTube, my theory is that like YouTube is inherently a reactive rather than a proactive company. And it's because it's so absolutely massive that it's basically sclerotic. Like it, it cannot function anymore. So mm. individual people inside of YouTube say, hey, shit, we are promoting racist. Is, isn't that a bad thing? But then as a group they have this like group think where they cannot get through this sort of barrier of like inherent conservatism small c and and actually do something about it so the perfect example is the weird conspiracy theory stuff in in january they said oh you know what actually it's probably not that great that we are promoting like flat earth conspiracy theories and things like that mm. to billions of people but they didn't take the stuff off the platform they they still have it on there you can still find it mm -hmm. they just mm -hmm. say they don't recommend it anymore and still actually i mean i get stuff like that recommended in my up next box so whether mm -hmm. or not they've done it does that not kind of strike you like do you remember when reddit decided that they weren't going to ban the, the yeah. subreddit called coontown they're like oh we're just not going to like allow it to be linked to the outside or something along those lines like you couldn't you couldn't link to it on the main page it was like a full-on white supremacist red pill like full nazi racism site and they, they were like we're we're sticking to this free speech absolutism and so while we don't recommend it and we don't like it we're still going to allow it and then overnight it became like the second largest white supremacist forum on the internet it, like the only second only to like to stormfront and it was just <laughs> reddit being like racism we sure don't recommend it <laughs> and, and and it's it's one of those things where like just just you'd be like well we we're gonna we're gonna sort of publicly distance ourselves from it but mm. unless you aggressively go after the company I mean, in the sense that like youtube couldn't make that argument about 
oh well we, we we don't recommend you watch isis beheading videos that are hosted on our platform but they watch they, this peppa pig beheading video instead <laughs> they, they they go after that stuff and yet for some reason they won't draw the line with things that are similarly insane that lead to similarly not the same but similar consequences but the, the the most screwed up thing that i have seen recently about youtube is uh susan wajitsky who is their their sort of head honcho did an interview um, with an Indian YouTuber for uh, their their equivalent of like TV upfronts, Brandcast India, mm-hmm. earlier this month, and she basically said, um, "We have stuff on our platform that is absolutely fine by the community guidelines, but we recognise might be harmful to society." And it's like, how do you mm-hmm. differentiate between those two things? How can it be okay that something is harmful to society, but it is okay by the rules of YouTube? So. I mean, they do it because it's it's ultimately it's a company I think that has for years realised they just want to keep people watching and they haven't mm. actually fully grown up to the fact that they are society and they have an outsized impact on what yeah. we all think and do. We live in a society. I was going to say, like they yeah. thought they were just living in a society, which was that they are a society. <laughs> Shit, so, damn. I'm conscious that you don't have much time left, so I guess like one last question would be: We've only really touched the surface of kind of like YouTube's issues um and also like what is in store but i think with this you know now with like sargon kind of being a mainstream figure and someone who's kind of like still living in the youtube world but existing in this kind of reality space i guess the question is like where where does youtube fit in kind of the broader context of like contemporary politics right now like are we going to see more youtubers or like more kind of people who build their platforms on youtube kind of shifting into mainstream politics and how how's that going to like affect the di- like affect discussion affect the discourse because we know on youtube for you know what's surprising <clears throat> what's surprising is about like during the kind of past couple of days this is like the first time where i've heard the n-word so much on like mainstream mm. tv that isn't in a newsroom mm. yeah <laughs> <laughs>